Hey y'all, it's Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, Ron. Period, Ron. Okay. I'm gonna start answering period to people when I say hey to me. Oh, hey. Okay. We're not gonna act like we talking for an hour an hour before this yeah <laughs> oh yeah um well news this week he is risen no i'm not talking about jesus christ our lord and savior April already? i'm talking right about Grimmel. talking about uh ludwig van beethoven who some people treat as though he were their lord and savior um we know that there's been, you know, a debate um, about his racial identity for a very long time. Well, someone has decided to finally put this to rest. There is a, a Germany-based singer um, by the name of Roberto Blanco um, who has called on the mayor of Vienna to exhume Beethoven's body for a racial DNA test. What do you think? <laughs> okay, thanks. I implore y'all to find something to do. Is he a is he a Beethoven researcher person? Like this is part of his I don't okay. I mean, I know Beethoven's black because there's one part in his okay. C minor trio where er, like the viola part no, nah, that's some hood stuff because it goes everybody everybody else is playing on the beat and my part goes I'm like nah you gotta have rhythm to write that <laughs> not dig him up what does his what does his estate say I don't know I don't even think that this is I mean I think this is just something that people was like okay we're gonna report on this because what um and I, I don't think it's an actual possibility i feel like that's so i don't even think it warrants a response from his estate to be Can honest you imagine if they went to go dig him up he wasn't there <laughs> you imagine? the classical music community will be in shins like it'll be in flames wow i'm not speaking that but i'm just saying like you know the little residents won't hurt nobody because i mean like you really gonna dig beethoven up after all this time when it's literally like there are composers that we know are black (laughs) composing right now (laughs) i just feel like it's not that beethoven or not random joe smo i just feel like that's just disrespectful what you did digging somebody up for to go the only the only situations yeah that people are usually that are are justifiable to dig people up is usually when they've been killed and they will help figure out who did that to them mm-hmm. you know and you and you yeah you have to get their their um their family's permission to do that so i don't I even know no why dig my pop up for this yeah for this i feel like there's no way that his people would even say yes to this um I was about to say, in my situation, I mean, I wouldn't be in this situation because I'm clearly black, so they wouldn't be uh, digging up any of my ancestors to see if they're black. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, I guess he's calling on the mayor because he thinks that's going to put some weight behind it. 
I don't know. What, and what but, the mayor gonna do? I feel like y'all just have no. Y'all are so detached from reality. What is the mayor? The mayor. I mean, you know, I'm assuming the that a Beethoven. The literal okay. animal. Um, okay, but not that's only in like an unincorporated city. <laughs> that's like illegal. <laughs> um, it's Vienna. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm assuming that whatever wherever Beethoven is laid to rest is some sort of public situation you know since he was Beethoven like that's what that's why I think he called on the mayor because they're probably going to need the permission of the local government to to dig him up because wherever he's at it's probably some sort of public you know memorial some sort of public like a, it's probably a tourist site I remember been to Vienna. Houses too. Let me look it up. Is it one? You know them houses. Yeah. I think I've seen it on somebody's uh, Instagram story. Actually, I think I had a friend that was in Vienna that um, that looked it up. But anyway, he is risen apparently, or it's about to be. Let's see. Oh, it's a little, a uh, little, little statue thing. That's a terrible description. I mean, but if you're listening to this, I assume you have Google. Oh yeah, y'all gonna have to go to, y'all gonna have to go to some lanes. You gotta. Oh, you can't see because of my screen thing. I kind of know. Like, but you gotta go through some lanes. You gotta knock all this junk down. You gotta saw it open. You gonna need one of them them wet saws. Jeez. And he probably like. Dang, I can't believe his grave among all these other people. The way y'all be talking about him, I thought he would have like at least a little hill or something. Well, that's not that. Even, not, even, not even a little church. Like y'all couldn't build him a little building so people can go in and sit or something. Y'all, there's people. Well, they might have other Beethoven landmarks. You think? Um, I'm just saying. There's, there's a, there are. You go to a regular cemetery. They got them little houses. Freaking you, Shane said he want one of those. I said I'm, I'm gonna see to it if I live longer than you that you don't get one. Cause why do you want one? Okay. Like, <laughs> 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 she's like you're jealous. I'm like you, Shane. Why do you want one? <laughs> like, why? Not specifically to do the opposite of carry out their wishes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. Well, so yeah, I don't know. I mean. The way they do cemeteries might be different in Europe too. Like maybe, common like maybe. I mean, like I know the general concept is, there, but like you know, like what is common practice here might not be, um, there. Cause actually, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um. Anyway, also some news. Oh, also from Vienna, the Vienna Philharmonic has announced their first uh, woman in the double bass section. Oh, I'm actually surprised. I'm actually very surprised because of how long, you know, I feel like Vienna has been overwhelmingly male forever. And of all the instruments that I would think we would get, like, in the order, I would not think bass would be this early. I feel bad for Miss Mamas. That has to be terrible. Probably got all type of pre-concert rituals, slapping booties and stuff like that. All right. Um, to be here. She, Okay. Okay, well, uh, her name is Valerie Schatz. Um, she previously worked um, with the orchestra of the Vienna State Opera and the 
um, Vienna Philharmonic when she joined the ensemble on a temporary contract um, in 2019. So she'd been there for a minute. Mm. Um, but her her official role uh, began just last month um, when she became a full member of the orchestra for a three-year trial period. Okay. Three-year trial. I'm like, I feel like that is intentional. Like, I feel like that is really... I don't know. Somebody can explain. I understand why, tr- like, okay, trial period, whatever. Three years? Three years seems excessive. She's already been pay- playing with y'all since 2019. And, I don't, and I'm not even saying this, oh, because it's her, whatever. If, I'm saying for anybody, anybody, a three-year trial period seems excessive. If there's a, some sort of additional reason they, that I'm not seeing that it needs to be three years, then y'all can let me know. But that seems excessive to me. That seemed like, because then you don't know, because I don't know the specifics of why one might not be kept after that trial period. But ain't nobody doing their job perfectly for three years straight. Three years is a long time to be schmoozing. I feel like that's what they do. Yeah. For for there never to be an issue. For the, Yeah. Like, not even, because you don't even know, like, what, what is grounds for dismissal after that. I'm saying I don't know that. She might know that. I hope she does because that would be completely unfair. But, um, yeah, she's actually, girl, she was born in 1997. She's only a year older than me. Oh, shoot. Girl, when Look, I tell you, uh, I was like. This is a sausage fest. I'm on their website right now. Okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> Katie. It's not that <laughs> It's not that bad, but it's, like, noticeable. I mean, we knew this, but it's like when you really see it and live in color. Well, hold on. When you see it like on their website, um, yeah, she's a bass player. She used to it, I'm sure. Yeah, you have to be German to be in this orchestra. Vienna for her mind? I wouldn't imagine. I mean, it's a reasonable question. They don't have no POC. When I say no, I mean no. I mean, you can look at a orchestra here and say that too. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, Who's Odin? Oh, never mind. I was like, Odin had a little, he got a little olive to him, but he's from, he's from Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting out of pocket. So good. I'm congrats. sure there are non-Germans, probably nobody that's not white, but. Yeah, that's what I was trying to. I was trying to see what the reason for it. Cause I'm like talking about like, you know, you might see a little Asian. I'm talking about there is no one. Odin, the darkest one. And Odin, yeah. Odin oh. given medium tan cover girl medium tan okay i'm serious i'm scrolling they got a whole right, bunch of people so why they got six bassoons out of one two three four oh five all five. right so moving on um <laughs> not katie the one that had the time constraint was she <laughs> no, pulling they over have, they have like seven hor- eight right. nine horns let's relax sit down that and relax and, right? and let's see what time you get to your concert tonight they have 10 horns that doesn't sound excessive I'm asking a question we can move on but I'm just asking that doesn't sound excessive to you tell me more which piece well maybe they probably got some sort of system yeah maybe they're not working all the time you know somebody teaches some university but I feel like this doesn't make sense you got 10 horns but you got 5 oh never mind 6 trombones dang she's 24 in the freaking Vienna Philharmonic. Listen, I was just saying, I, I, I was listening back to some videos of me 
some recordings to be playing. And I was like, yeah, this was going nowhere. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, girl, how you, how you 24 in the Vienna Philharmonic? Wow. What an accomplishment. Where are you going from here? Anyway, shout out to her. Um, and then last. To her, though. Okay. I'm over here trying to get her congrats for her accomplishment. It can't even. It must be hell for her. And then she foaming at the mouth. And then, like, okay. Well, what's? I mean, I would never meet I mean, her. No, so. congrats. I'm so curious. Because some of these accomplishments that I be hearing about, I've been, I've been talking to Estefan about this. I've been, I start to question them after years of hearing it. Like, oh, I made it to New York Field when I was when I was 18. I start to question this. There's, there are reasons for that, and I want to get to the bottom of that. Like, I want to get to the bottom of that. Because a lot of y'all, there's tea there. Because sometimes it's given very much super advanced and all that type of stuff. But anyway. Uh-oh. Like, um, that stuff doesn't really impress me like that no more. Um. Okay. Next, Gateways I'm Music not, Festival. Wait, why are you saying okay like that? <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't anything. want to pull over. Oh, I was like, you good? Like, why did you say it like that? Well, because I feel, I mean, yeah, there are definitely, I feel like people that be getting advanced um, and stuff, but also, I feel like to even get to the point where you, where you even in that, that circle to do that. Like, I'm not talking about her. I'm, sure. I'm not talking oh. about her at all. But yeah, I've definitely been, I had general. a teacher, I've had a teacher that was like, who was taking an audition and saying like, he knew people that was getting like way that was getting like skipping rounds and stuff and yeah, somebody who is more f- familiar with that process will be able to tell us more about that but that it's not giving because we've already seen on a smaller scale with certain organizations that have their favorites and they yeah that's why it's I'm kind of a shoe-in i'm not talking talk about miss mamas because especially bass but that just made me realize when the 24 i was like hold on because there's so many people that be like they've been in the med since they were 22 and they had a private audition or they went to coffee with somebody and that stuff is thought <laughs> this does not it's it doesn't i rather when i see someone who's been to multiple orchestras and progressed throughout their career that makes more sense to me but like a lot of the stuff that we've been conditioned to be like oh my god he's been in the philadelphia orchestra since he was 16 it's like there is tv okay <laughs> not 16 okay. Um, Gateways Music Festival has received an $800,000 award from the Andrew Mellon Foundation. Um, well, let me hold the song. Let me have a dollar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as assisting in the ongoing growth and development of the festival, uh, the grant will help support its historic Carnegie Hall debut, which will be happening next year um, on April 24th, 2022. Get your tickets. Um, when the Gateways uh, Orchestra will become the first all-black classical symphony orchestra to be presented by Carnegie Hall um, in the venue's 130-year history. Ooh, y'all, Some of these things, y'all should probably just keep the numbers under wraps. Because- I was just about to say, y'all should just not say it. You could have just stopped. I mean, the first sentence was bad. But you should have stopped because it doesn't. It's not giving. Like you thought you ate that, and it's not giving that. <laughs> it's giving embarrassing. Um, the Gateways Music Festival will be dedicating its Carnegie Hall debut to its longtime music director and conductor Michael Morgan, who um, he passed away in August of this year. Um, in addition uh, to making its Carnegie Hall debut. Uh, Gateways is also going to be offering um, a bunch of 
concerts and events in both Rochester and in New York City. Um, so they're kind of doing a, um, a split situation. So Rochester will be April 18th to 20th of next year. And then New York City will be the 21st to the 24th. Um, and yeah, you can, I'll link the article, which will have all the information about where you can find tickets um, to Gateways 2022 if you're looking to go. Yeah, no, I'm gonna stay my, I'm gonna stay at the house because I just feel, well also this is n- no indication of how I will feel in April though because I was like I feel like I be doing too much and I don't I haven't left my house in days but I feel like somebody be like oh can you do this and I'd be like girl but I did something last week okay I'm, I'm gonna consider going we should go we could talk offline about that yeah because my so if my story is the Rochester one, more one? Time, oh see that's what I was gonna yeah, ask they asked me one more time I don't know I I, I will see the Carnegie Hall thing we could do. We could. Yeah, I've never been to Carnegie Hall. I've never either. Have I even been past it? Is it in that Lincoln Center situation, Juilliard Lincoln Center? Is it in that area? I didn't see it, but that don't mean it's not there. <laughs> okay. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. People from New York are cringing. No, Glenn is down I the know. street, around the corner. <laughs> Girl, right. Watch well, it be right next door, and I didn't see it or something. <laughs> I didn't realize that Juilliard was right there. Yeah, I only know that because we. We went to see the New York Phil when I was in high school, when I was a senior. We did like, we did a trip, orchestra trip there. It was acting a fool Dang. in New York. Just act this, just acting up. Dang, orchestra trip to New York when y'all got Chicago right there. Yeah, girl. My orchestra okay. high school happened twice, like every two years. My sophomore year wow. we went to San Francisco. That's where I met Michael Morgan. He did a, he did our clinic, and then um. And then we went to New York. They be going everywhere. Every two years, they take a trip. Crazy. Alright, well, that's my news. Yup, we could talk offline because that might be cute. And we just gotta follow through on it because we make all these leverage plans and then the week before we'd be like, yeah, Right, so. we were supposed to go to Alaska. But I feel like that was for the best. Like, like, girl, what was we finna do in Alaska? <laughs> we wanted to go to Reykjavik. Like, it is literally $85 to breathe there. I'd have been, been tight. Yeah, some stuff I just got to do when I get more money. You said what? Said some stuff I got to do when I get more money. Yeah, but like a trip to Rochester, so we could. The King and I. I'm telling you, the spring rolls. Yeah, there's a restaurant in Rochester that we we must revisit. There's not been one Thai restaurant that compare. I have I have not seen it yet. Yeah. There's not been one Thai restaurant, and I'll be checking on them. You know, quarterly to make sure the pandemic didn't take them under. They still going strong, right? Because I will dip into my savings. Which <laughs> I y'all mean, need. listen, <laughs> I can put this veil up if y'all need some money to um to fund it. Because <laughs> do not close. Right. But this is collateral. <laughs> like, what y'all, what y'all need me to sign? Because I believe in y'all. <laughs> believe in you. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that's the news. All right. So moving on to intermission, there have been a couple of little things going on um, in my life the past week dealing with a couple of organizations. And it had me thinking about a, a lot of things. One that... Booked and busy. Okay. Literally not at all. In but demand. It had me thinking 
stuff we talk about all the time about how the the a lot of these organizations they they want to change overall but the problem really what i'm realizing the problem is really like the inner workers of the organization people and things and policies little details about an organization are the reason why changes don't matter it could be like one teacher it could be one person in one department it really just has that kind of impact and um so i asked delaney um what is a little thing that organizations or institutions do that show you that they are not truly ready for dei work want to go first or you want me to go first I'll just get this over with. Um, I was telling Katie how apt that she would ask this because currently in a situation where, frankly, they got me fucked up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And I would just say, and it's funny because you say organizations plural, and I feel like there are other organizations that have issues with this, but usually not of this size and of this budget. And what I'm talking about is feeling like you don't need to pay people for their time and their expertise. Um, because, especially because it's one thing we were talking about. It's one thing if you like, oh, you want to go speak somewhere, you apply for their, they have a request for proposals process. You apply, you put something together, whatever. Yeah, that's for your CV. You put together because you want to come there. It's very different when you type up an email and send it to my inbox and ask me to come somewhere. But then you don't want to pay for me to get there. And on top of that, you don't want to pay me nothing for my time. I feel like that. Mean, meanwhile, y'all got white employees, salary and benefits up the wazoo, which fine. You know, people deserve to be compensated fairly. But you only understand. You don't understand that when you asking black people to come and speak at y'all thing. Y'all don't understand compensating people fairly then. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's y'all think y'all y'all think that it's the name and it's the oh we're getting enough out of it by having it on our cv or whatever whatever when frankly i'm not getting enough out of it that way so yeah it's giving insulting yeah also i just uh heard back from that organization so if there's time before i go to this concert we will decide how we're moving forward Anyway, um, my little, I told Delaney, that's like a kind of a big thing, but like, I think people view it as little, like, oh, you know, build, you get to build your CV. I feel like that's like, especially at a certain, at a certain point, like people just really aren't interested in building their CVs. Like CVs get built regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like some, at, at a certain point, y'all gotta, y'all gotta be real. Um, my thing is asking for application fees. Now I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about schools because even though, even though school application fees do be astronomical, I remember when applying to grad school, Girl. there were a crazy. Lot of, it's astronomical, especially like triple especially digits from one school. Yeah, especially that uh, one school where you know I didn't advance. I was like, so that y'all took my money and then y'all didn't advance me. It's giving let's burn it down. It's giving arson. Um, <laughs> I can't go. Nobody going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> What? Imagine going to jail for that forever. For that. For that? Not if I can't come. Nobody going. 
Nah, because y'all robbing people. <laughs> yeah, that's what... I, 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 you know, I be going to ask for my application fees back. I've done that before in the past. Because um, it was not for a school, but for something I applied to. Then I was like, I need my application fee back. I don't remember the outcome. <laughs> I don't remember the outcome, but I remember my audacity to do so. Um, but I'm talking about specifically programs... Um, in this particular instance, I will say it was a fellowship that I applied for. Um, it was a $30 application fee. And I, when I saw that, I was like, hmm. And I remember complaining to my teacher about it. I was like, I think it's tacky for for um, inclusion fellowships to ask for an application fee. And they were like, oh, well. And I was like, see, this is why y'all not ready for this type of work. This is what I'm talking exactly about. Talk about you and them both of y'all not ready for it because they were like it's only thirty dollars and they're trying to filter people out because they don't want too many applicants i'm like the fact that you are so <laughs> out of touch with reality like i understand that there is this, there is this idea in classical music and just in general that you have to pay something like everybody got to pay something blah, 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 blah. and I can understand that to a certain degree but you are catering towards a certain audience you're also catering more than likely to students $30 is a grocery bill for a lot of people I was um yeah I was thrown, scrolling through a TikTok sound um the other the other day about like what's something like you would never eat again because you had to eat um it too much as a kid and I was not expecting the stitches with people who were like my parents like we we had like mayonnaise sandwiches because there was no food and we would have like saltines and crackers like people ha- are having real saltines and crackers you hear me saltine and butter for dinner <laughs> like oh um, dang that's a salty as heck like girl like i was it's like you know poverty just in america but it's just like and it's like I, all, all of the training I did in my undergrad for teaching specific groups of children and how to be an effective educator and all the programs I did, nothing prepared me for those stitches. Like you really send your kids home at the end of the day and you just, and they come and they're bright eyed and they, you have no idea what people are dealing with at home. People are saying like they're latchkey kids and there's be nothing in the house. This girl got bullied for eating an onion at school because her free reduced lunch thing like it didn't work so the lunch ladies turn them away like why would you turn a child away who has to eat yeah i'm like you, you will not That's see god's really face crazy. you just will not i don't i feel like i will get fired from jobs like that because at the end of the day like you yeah. have to eat like I bought i'm not kids telling lunch. no kid they can't yeah they, they can't eat when you know first of all they on free reduced lunch they may not be eating when they get home some kids they only eat at school and that's what I'm saying. Like my kids, like will complain. I'm like, oh, miss, like we never get a snow day. We never. I'm like, there are literally kids. I mean, you are very lucky that you get to complain about not having a snow day. There are kids who eat breakfast and lunch here, and they save half of their lunch to take home. Sometimes they're splitting that with their siblings. The weekends are hell. Summer is worse. Like you are lucky that you get to complain about a snow day. There are kids who need this, and then to boot, the breakfast and lunch are terrible. Yeah. Like I remember eating this. I'm like, is this a snack? Like at lunchtime, thanks to Michelle Obama. Like, good for you, sis. But like, sh- the portions okay. were small and skimpy, and it's like kids are literally. I could not imagine. You know, this is your only meal, and you have to share it with your siblings. Like, you have no idea. This people were saying like how their parents only got like they made like their dad was a breadwinner, and he got sick and then he made um but he made thirty three dollars above what qualified for them for food stamps so the grocery bill was like a hundred dollars a month how do you feed a family of six on a hundred dollars a month that's they're, insane they're like, i can't even feed me on a hundred dollars a month 
Girl, I spent hundred dollars a week on groceries, and that's like oh, before man. I started Katie makes it vegan. <laughs> okay, like, and that was that was probably before I went vegan. Like, you gotta have different stuff. You need snacks. You need like people eating um people having stuff called something called pan bread because all they had in the house was flour. So they would like mix flour and water, and then uh, use lard, and then cook it and make it like a like a pancake type thing people are struggling <laughs> like you have no idea so only thirty dollars is a stupid and yeah. barbaric statement to say it's just dumb it's just stupid and then it's not like it's not everybody and it's not everybody that these inclusion programs cater to are are out on their ass that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying what you do do is you you um cancel out people that could will be more qualified but they can't pay your only $30 application fee it's backwards and this is one of the only organizations that asks for an application fee one of the only ones you should not be doing this kind of work and asking for an application fee MSO didn't ask for one because why would you it's daft and they don't have no type of mm -hmm. oh I was gonna ask they don't have no type of uh what you call that um like a f fee waiver no application waiver because you know my traffic behind was looking for it because i'm like i couldn't believe it and i had thirty dollars but there have been weeks that i didn't have thirty dollars for something like that so it's like because right. you might have it but it's like oh i need like whatever whatever i had thirty dollars to pay for it but that's not the point there's so many people who didn't and then also you're going to an expensive city to take the audition you did not offer virtual auditions when i asked for one only because of the timing issue and then I was thinking about how like we were r roughing it when we went to t when I took the audition five years ago. Yeah. That city is expensive. It's expensive to stay there. It's like y'all are missing ago? the mark. It was five years ago, girl. That's insane. It was, it was, was it 2018? Oh, maybe not. Wait. 2017. 2017. Damn. Is that five? Girl, you know I don't do math in front of people, but um, <laughs> <It's> and I'm. <laughs> I'm insulted that you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it's just like little things like that that people just aren't aware of. It's just like it is. It's like a one of like death by a thousand cuts type thing. It's like there are so many little things like that that y'all just and you're just not ready for this type of work, and that's okay. <laughs> like you need to get ready, so then you can do especially, it. Especially, especially because people, um, people will take multiple auditions. I saw this one tweet that was like. It was some guy trying to say like how you can figure out if if an applicant really wants your thing or if they're just applying to a bunch of things. I'm like, y'all don't understand. People need money yeah. to live. Who cares if they're applying for 14 different things? Right. Their bills don't care. Their bills do not care where their money comes from. It need to come from somewhere. So it's like, so you'd be like, oh, it's th only thirty dollars. It's only thirty dollars times what? Right. Because a bunch of like you don't know how, what people got going on how many or or you don't know what or when what they're doing right now is gonna run out and when they need their next their next paycheck by and x y and z and they just trying to make it um and i saw another thing where it was one of those schools that they have like a special scholarship or whatever where the application fee is in the triple digits and you get a refund of the application fee if you get in and it's a it's like a scholarship like a fellowship thing for black people um to, it's like a diversity thing and i'm like okay first of all i'm like not everybody has 120 dollars to put up and then you only get it back if you get in <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing yeah i just don't 
and that's why I be tuss, I be tussling. I ain't gonna say too much because you know I'm not trying to get my business out there. But I be tussling with some people sometimes because I'm just like y'all are just so dumb. I had someone tell me that because I was like I don't know because one thing about me like I'm a, I'm a run about you. That's my first person. I mind you, I have a teacher. I don't care. I can say that out loud. I'm a run about you. So I did that. Whatever. I'm going back and forth about um about my about an audition I wanted to take I ran it by Jen she's like girl let me know what you say so I'm like I'm gonna go so I I talk about it in front of some I talk about it I'm just gonna say I went to my teacher and I'm like I don't know because like um this conflicts with I I remember saying like I don't want to take the audition if there's not a possibility that I win it at at this point in time Mm -hmm. and they were like well it's all about the experience and you're just going to get better taking auditions and blase squase and you can't look at it like that like there's no guarantee to win it and da 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 I without being a contrarian I will say that there is some truth to that there is truth that you get better taking auditions by taking auditions I've literally just noticed it's a skill it's a skill because it's just like you I I have certainly I've noticed that in my in myself this is I've become more focused because one one mistake would throw me off and now I can keep going and getting better at what you practice showing up behind the screen all that is valid but people need money <laughs> I am not taking I want to win the job like everybody else because progressive Verizon Xfinity okay. T-Mobile <laughs> they all rent Whole Foods Trader Joe's and Kroger every month Every 30 to 31 days, they don't care about no down one. They don't care about intonation. They don't care about a misshift. Every month, January to December, they want okay. their money. So you looking at me, telling me, me, you with your tenure job, me with a fellowship. All this has experience. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, because every month these people want their money. Every, every month, unleaded. I'm in don't Memphis. Uncle Sam. Don't forget her. I'm in <laughs> Memphis. Gas three oh nine. Okay, I live like two miles from school. Add it up. That's a tank of gas every week and a half. So don't tell me for real. No, I mean I'll be going. <laughs> <laughs> And don't let me talk about don't let me talk about Illinois. Be one of her plate fees, two hundred one seventy five every January. So don't tell me I understand. Yes, you get better taking auditions. Yes, ah, but do not tell me what I am telling you. I am not taking this one because I'm not going to fly to Kalamazoo, drop eight hundred dollars to go play for t- five minutes to not advance. You can't look at it like that. Well, I will be. I will be. <laughs> And maybe you're not ready for this work. Jen has told me, I think you should take it, but if you can't do it, then I understand. Because that's, you have to be in that mindset. Like, people have bills to pay. And I, at my big age, too, who am I calling to help me? Either going to be like, so. And if I call my grandma, she's going to be like, so what's your plan? Because, you know, she always out my neck about how I need a job. Because she don't understand anything <laughs> I got going on. So I'm definitely not calling yeah. her. Because I'm like, last time, I, last time we had a conversation, I have to tell her, I'm like, Gloria, you need to understand that I know exactly. Like, and I don't really, t- I don't really get fresh with my grandma, but I had to, I had to just, I had to get it. I was mm-hmm. like, you have to understand that I'm the only one between the both of us, and between all the Browns slash Forbes, because my aunt is a Forbes, that know what I'm talking about. 
I'm the I'm the only one here. They, they, I'm the only. You can't even call nobody at church and ask them. So you gonna okay. have to let me do what I'm doing, and leave me alone. She's like, okay, Miss Miss Sorry. I'm like, yeah, be sorry. Actually, thank you. Not Miss Sorry. <laughs> Miss Sorry. Yeah, be sorry. So how was Bible study? <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, let's move on because <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Why her voice like that? Why it's so high pitched? <laughs> Just to differentiate. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. I'm hot. I'm in here sweating. But guess what? But you know, my rent paid, so my heat on. That whole process. I mean, like auditions is different because I know, like, like how we start applications. Some for a lot of programs can be, or like the application window can be. Uh, bigger because you know you have to it's not just the application you have to take the audition etc but when I was doing the, my fellowship thing that's what my mom was like she was like how long is it gonna take them to do this like because she's thinking like oh I'm, like you're applying for a job people they apply for a job when they need a job so she's like it's been months like <laughs> she's, like, she's like what she was like what kind of job is this <laughs> I was like fellowship how things work she's like two multiple interviews and xyz people she's like people who apply for a job need a job now and i'm like well see i was fortunate enough to be in a position where you know i wouldn't be out on the street if it mm-hmm. took them a couple months to mm-hmm. but anyway um what we doing now oh all right, well, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I saw the opera that was that opened the season at the Met, Fire Shut Up In My Bones, and I talked a little bit about it, but I didn't want to be the only person talking, um, so I was like, I'm going to be brief, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to just be like, I'm talking at everybody, um, but now, Katie has had the chance to see it. It was in theaters. Um, sorry, y'all, if y'all didn't get to see it. I think I found that out on like a off yeah time where it w- it couldn't have made it into an episode yeah so um so sorry y'all I really hope y'all got it, y'all were able to see it um but Katie was and so now we're gonna talk about it since we've both seen it and tell y'all what we thought x y and z I'm actually happy I went because I almost didn't go because you know like how I get at night time it was at six o'clock yeah I was in my bed. It was a Wednesday too, so I just had a lesson. So you know, I don't, I don't practice on Wednesdays after lesson. So I was deep. It was cold outside and rainy. I was like, girl. the only reason why I went, I'm like, was because like I feel like it was like a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. type thing. Not that they won't do it again, but like you never know how life. They'll is be doing be. it in Chicago. Word. Yeah, not the same cast though. Most of the same cast, but one of my favorite people in the cast is not gonna do it. So. Um, I'm I'm glad that I saw it this time, but I might go see it Who again. Is it? Chicago, um, Angel Blue. She was the like the Destiny loneliness character. Oh, really? Yeah. I felt bad for what's his name. I felt bad for um, not the actual human being, but the guy who played him. What's his name? Yeah, the Trevor? cousin Chester. Chester, because when he came out, yeah. nobody was clapping for him. I'm like, y'all, y'all have to do better at separating, like. Y'all gotta no, but I like he understands. He did. He was like, yeah, okay. Oh, imagine yeah. learning all your parts, all, all the months, just for people not to clap for you. But I mean, the check cleared. So anyway, people don't know what we're talking oh, about. I, so. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I don't know. You want to give a synopsis? All right. Well, um, the like I said, the the opera is based off of um, the memoir "Fire Shut Up in My Bones" by Charles Blow. And basically it's about, it's like a coming to age story. Um, it starts off with him, well, the opera for real for real starts off with him like on his way to kill his cousin, the cousin we were just talking about, Cousin Chester, because he molested him as a child. Um, but then it goes kind of like back to um, when he was a kid, like the opera goes back. So there's a young version of him and then there's an older version of him um, in the opera. And so it kind of shows his, um, his, just his life growing up um, in Gippsland, Louisiana. Um, he has, he's one of five boys. Um, and of course, you know, they're, they're kind of towing the line of poverty and stuff. And um, he's sort of, they describe it as he is a boy with peculiar grace so he's like he's not like a you know like a super like rough guy like his brothers are they're like you know what do you call it i forget but you know they're like you know playing sports and being rough and all you know typical mm -hmm. stereotypical uh guys he's skipping uh, guy around stuff. stuff um yeah and um and so for that like they don't really want to play with him all that much and so when the cousin comes into town he starts giving him attention and so, you know, he's thinking, like, oh, it's my cousin. Like, you know, he's giving me attention. And somebody finally wants to play with me. Somebody finally wants to hang out with me. And then his cousin abuses him. And that, um, and when he, and I feel like every single time he tries to sort of, like, come to terms with that and, and like, feel his feelings about that, they're basically his brother, between his brothers, his mom, who doesn't really, you know, she got her hands full because her husband, mm -hmm he was cheating on her and then she literally has five kids so you know she got her hands full and so basically no one is really able to give him that individual attention um that he like craves he really wants somebody that like will show him affection and stuff and so um that combined with the trauma of um of being sexually abused is like all kinds of things that like just shape him growing up um that's like the general overview there are other things that happen like they sh they show him going to church to get saved and how that didn't really that didn't really give what it needs to have you know gave for him in his life and um how he was still kind of searching beyond that they show him pledging kappa alpha psi when he went to college um and him sort of finding or trying to find a community there and then meeting a girl who was he was the she was cheating on her dude with him and so she left him so it was like kind of this recurring theme of like abandonment and not really being able to find um find the the love and affection that he sought in other people um but it ends with it well it ends with um he was talking to his he called his mom and then that cousin chester came to visit and so she put the cousin on the phone and then he tells the cousin yeah i'm coming to kill you like whatever and so the cousin ran away by the time he got there the cousin was there no more and him and his mom were like embrace and stuff and um you could tell that she you know he he's kind of like the the kid that had always been you know he like, like a mama's boy so he it mm -hmm. it seemed like they finally kind of found that um that he kind of found that with his mom at the end because that was a like kind of a recurring theme of like he wanted to hear her say like i love you and stuff and he really didn't until the end of the opera so yeah that's a little synopsis
anyway <clears throat> i loved it um like i said i'm glad i went um i was really i think the the part that stood out to me there's two things i i, I love the first one was i love the the writing like with um young charles and charles baby like singing at the same time because it was like it really set it up really clearly like these are the same person or whatever whatever i, I love that and i was obsessed <clears throat> with walter russell russell the third i was obsessed with it. that little boy is mm-hmm. so talented like wow especially like to be and that's why like even when i've said in the past i love teaching kids because i mean he's acted before like, i looked them up immediately after like he was in the lion king he actually looks familiar because i did see the lion king in milwaukee like I don't well he's like 12 so I guess that would make sense <clears throat> I believe it was him I did see the, the Lion King like 2014 2015 when it was in Milwaukee and he did look familiar so I was like okay so he's been acting for a while but just to be on, in a, on Broadway though so to be in a stage like that um and to be to be around like you're the one of only one of the few children in the in the cast I can't I couldn't really tell if the um if his brothers were actually children or if they were just younger adults but um man he did so well i felt bad because he, he felt like he was like were they mic'd no right they don't mic right they had to do something i don't believe so because i felt like he was just like had having to try really really hard which i kind of felt um bad for because like y'all could have helped him out a little bit but um i thought it was great that was it only part i didn't like was the was the kappa scene but uh, I'm, in, I'm a minority, so. You said what? <clears throat> why? I said why? I thought I thought it was beautifully done, but I'm I went in with the open mind because I knew it was gonna happen because I saw the pictures in the New York Times. I went so I went in with the open mind, but being in the D nine and being one of those organizations, I just don't I don't like that, especially because and there's been a lot of debate going on online about d9 and how people use it and and for the most part i've been i'm I'm like i'm gonna mind my blue and gold business because it's just these are not my organizations but um yeah i just don't i just don't really care for like the use of the actual name and they've changed they changed a lot of stuff from what i saw what i saw like in the new york times picture they took all that kappa took the letters down yeah and then i, I also that. you said what no i said i noticed that yeah and they took i believe they changed the sweaters as well um and there was actually an interview in the in the tv version the tv version in the live stream version there was an interview with the president of cap Psi fraternity incorporated and he even talked about which I'm, i love that i think the met handled it well i love that they invited him to see the show i thought that was a great move and he even said like um he like he liked he loved the show or whatever and that there's just one part that he didn't like like the hazing scene because we, we don't do that and i feel like people have like there's things in the news about all sororities and fraternities and stuff but at its core you know even if you go on the website like for kappa alpha Psi fraternity incorporated is a non-hazing organization so i couldn't imagine like seeing your organization be represented like that because i know i would feel a way about that but um, what I do like is that they listen because these things matter. And just being in the background and watching, because I'm not going to argue with nobody, but being in the background and watching these conversations play, take place, both of the insecure thing and 
and this there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff like i don't see what the big deal is why does it matter you your organization gets um what's it called your organization gets like recognition about the squaze and it's like the majority of the people i feel like from from the outside yes you would say like why does it matter whatever whatever but these things do matter because one when you're in the organ like there's stuff that people can google a lot of this stuff is like on on the website sigma gamma rho has a website Delta sigma theta uh other organizations have a website but when you go through the process that's why there's people that were upset because you pe- hear people say like oh i earned my letters that are da and these are trademark these are trademark things and I just, I've, just, I've seen a lot of arguments about like they're bigger fish to fry they're all this other stuff and it's just like one of the things that any trademark company organization does is protect their trademark so I didn't as a D9 member going through a process to be in Sigma Gamma I didn't really I didn't really care for it because it was a the mainly the main thing was the hazing scene I will I will say that I thought it was beautifully done I thought the artistry was there the talent was there but I kind of was like, I checked out a little bit during that scene just to be um, completely transparent. That was the only part for me. And then of course, like I knew the the allusion to the molestation thing would make me feel like I just, obviously I don't want children getting hurt. So I was curious how they were gonna do that. I was kind of like anxious leading up to it. And yeah, that's kind of just made me feel a little bit uneasy, but that's something that I feel like a lot of people might've felt. For the, so if y'all don't watch Insecure, there was a whole thing where like multiple multiple characters on Insecure are members of of D nine like sororities and fraternities, but none of them. Some people said that Molly had been drinking from an AKA mug. I had I didn't remember that maybe because I wasn't looking at it, um, and I didn't also didn't watch many of the seasons of Insecure in real time when people were like tweeting about it. Um, so that also might not be that also might be why but this time they had a character that had the actual shield and the letters on which um I feel like like in the opera since they didn't have any they didn't have any shield or letters on the thing like I feel like in the in insecure there could have been a way around that um granted like if if a if a sorority is depicted on screen then they have to get permission to do that like since it's a trademark like so people at at alpha kappa alpha uh sorority incorporated approved that to happen but i don't think that i still don't think it was necessary like because i feel like even if if y'all say oh well they approved it i feel like i feel like that didn't really that didn't really provide any solace for anybody (laughs) like that but i do think they were still they were still mad at amanda as though she had any say and putting that yeah, on that's what i didn't like i will say like people just don't like amanda seals i think it's very unfair because y'all just got to attacking her uh, they literally she got to work they were like put this on um and i, I the last i heard kappa alpha cap you hear me alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporate was taking legal action i didn't really look into it because like i said i was gonna mind my blue and gold business but um and that's why i was like i was just gonna sit back and watch it because i was like this stuff it just deaded all of the I didn't follow up since then I was waiting for something because it deaded a lot of like the back and forth this doesn't matter y'all just hate Amanda which there are people that hate Amanda it's just a club I saw that comment and I was like see this is why this is like I understand like there's a there is a minority of people that are in D9 for a variety of reasons 
and um so this this kind of stuff people just don't see people don't understand and be like people did in a different world and i'm like that's how i know y'all just talking because in a different world which is why when i didn't i didn't say much the first time we talked about this opera because i didn't see it so i didn't i don't i ain't know um but when he was talking about a different world the, the thing with a different world is that they use they alluded to it because alpha cap ever does not own pink and green they don't own you cannot own a color mm-hmm. so they when when whitley was doing her little line or whatever and she was she was portraying whatever i forgot what they were called random greek letters um and had like whatever she was doing her little initiation process on that episode of a different world there was no alpha cap alpha in sight so people are just saying a different world did it. i'm like y'all just be talking same thing with um same thing with school days with spike lee school days mentioned delta they said delta they didn't say anything she's one of the main characters i haven't seen school days in years but she's like i think i'm gonna go for delta and just said delta which is why when i said like the because you could say kappa like whatever and these are minute details but details that like a lot of people just wouldn't really me- recognize or care about but it's just like but she's like I, with the girl was like i think i'm gonna go to delta for delta and her boyfriend was like i can't believe you're gonna be a sellout you're gonna go for the da 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 you're gonna go for the stuff we fighting against it and because delta sigma theta does not own does not own delta you know but that's why i was like i was just gonna let this stuff i'm gonna let y'all the girls tussle and we gonna let it we gonna um let it see how it fi- uh figures out alpha kappa alpha took legal action they took all that kappa stuff down off the thing so i was like i'm just gonna let y'all girls tussle tussle it out my thing about that because i saw it like i said i saw it both live and in theaters and when they were interviewing the president of the organization and he was saying that like yeah he liked the opera but it was difficult to watch that scene because there was hazing in it and that's something that they don't do i was like this opera however is based off of somebody's life and i understand that it's like oh you don't want to say like what's happening behind closed doors but if it happened to him it happened to him so you can say that y'all don't haze if y'all if y'all want to but if he was hazed then he was hazed like it, it may not be something that you do now or like you may have gotten it under wraps but i i do feel like if that was a part of his life that happened then i feel like it's kind of unfair to say like oh that like i know that he didn't specifically say like oh he lying he lying he ain't sh-, you know whatever but i i do feel like this is literally his memoir so i don't yeah. i don't really think that that was fair yeah i understand that but i just don't i don't really agree I, I don't know how to do it i'm not a i'm not an opera writer or a playwright or anything but i don't know i just think that we value i feel like we value certain things and i i understand that and they i mean they cool they said that he was meeting with the dude that wrote the i'm blanking on his name with that wrote the the memoir in the first place you know like mm-hmm. they meet up they're talking on the phone or whatever but i just feel like we just value discretion and those kind of things. So, um, I don't know a way around it. Like I said, I don't like opera, but like if so, I you don't think you should have put it in his? Because I'm talking about like him. Do you think the opera shouldn't have depicted it, or do you think that he shouldn't have made what happened to him public in terms of like his memoir and his story? I don't know because it's hard because you don't want to because it's a it's like a biopic opera. If you pay, if you pledge cap outside, you pledge cap outside. Um, so I don't, I don't know the way around it, but I don't know. I don't like, I don't like 
where people are saying that they're pledging these organizations and they're not in the organization. I think that's the main, that's my main, like, that's my main hump. Because obviously, if he was Hayes, he was Hayes. That, that, that did happen to him. Um, so, yeah, that's my thing. And then also, it's tricky because it, it's switching over from being a like written text to it being depicted. Portrayed, like, yeah. Yeah, or portrayed, rather. Like, it's, it's difficult. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying I have an answer. I remember even saying that. I remember, like, even on the drive back, I'm like, dang, like, if I, if someone ever wasted their time and wrote, like, a biopic opera about me. Okay. Would I want she Rowe in there, especially considering that she Rowe was such an important, is, is such an important part, and that process was such an important part of my life. That's what, that was going to be my follow-up question, because I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, like, my impression is that, you know, it's a really big part of your life to pledge a, to pledge a sorority, and it's like, yeah. do you want? I had. It doesn't matter what I personally got from it, but what I got, I didn't get that it was like some crazy thing that happened to him. I thought yeah. I got the theme of him kind of wanting a community and that being a part of his process yeah. and finding that. Mm -hmm. And so I know that some people are like, oh, well, if it's positive, then it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to tell nobody in a sorority how to feel about seeing, you know, that, that whatever. I'm not trying to say, oh, it's positive, right. so you shouldn't care. But, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, I'm trying to think of anybody else, like, famous who might have, like, a movie or something about them, like, that was in a, fr in a fraternity or a sorority and like how they would want it because i imagine that you would want it in some way if it was a big part of your life yeah, you know or especially if it's shaped like who you are like especially mm -hmm. it, when you pledge like in college and it shapes you into you know like because right, right, they were talking about like oh cap them in we this we this and the, we that like yeah. it shapes like who you supposed to be as a person so i feel like mm -hmm. but i feel like i don't know i feel I, like that's I, probably I I think yeah I think that's probably always going to be a disagreement even for people within because he is within you know yeah um, Charles Bo he's a kappa and if he and he probably felt like okay but then there are yeah. others that are probably like nope nothing. there's always going to be a spectrum of people because I remember like like I said it's not my business but there were like people there were people that I follow on Twitter that were like I'm an AKA I don't see what the problem is uh, we yeah. get like we get um recognition I mean, y'all don't need recognition the vice president's aka so i just thought like but yeah. i might be on like the old i, I maybe me and my chapter were on on the older head side of that where it's like absolutely not no thing no at all da -da -da. but but who was the president who because they said that they got permission to do that this and i said i have i haven't followed it since i saw since i saw the I haven't followed the story since I saw an article saying that AKA pursued legal action. Now I heard Crystal say last week, which Crystal, I was just laughing through that because that's the exact reaction I had. I, that's the exact reaction I thought the read would have to it. They basically were like, I don't get why y'all are mad, but also don't tell me why y'all mad. That's, I wasn't offended by that because I was like, y'all are literally Crystal and Kefiri. I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't expect y'all to open up your mentions and please inform us. Like they don't care. <laughs> um, I just, I just know though. I just know them. Th th through the podcast um i don't know them getting drinks after but you know right what I mean? um but that's why i haven't followed it. i'm actually gonna look it up i'm very curious um and I, and also one thing even though Issa kind of like made me a little irritated with her response because ak was like y'all got my shield on i'm like i understand why this is mad and then so Issa was like girl anyway i also feel like it's not fair for people to come on Issa because there's people above Issa, Issa does not own hbo so 
if Issa has a vision for the thing and she she's going and she's directing and she's probably assuming that this is okay to do because of clearance from people above her. Like it's not, you know, it's not her network. Yeah, not everybody know? not everybody knows that they, like I Yeah. I knew next to nothing about this whole situation before I met you. I knew people that were, you know, but mostly older people. Nobody, you yeah, in my um that really I knew the ins and outs. So I don't know. They had the um they do this thing after every insecure episode where they do like a wind down with somebody from the episode, and the one from last week was with the costume designer. I was like, oh, now they know who to be mad at. <laughs> <laughs> I like they should have put her up on here because I just felt like right. it wasn't. I really just don't think it was necessary because it was so clear from every, some people, I think everybody was fine with the colors because they've been wearing colors since for sure. Cause like you said, exactly. you can't own pink and green, you don't own, but you don't own the colors. I just don't understand. It just wasn't, ne- it didn't add anything to the episode for her to have the letters and the shield on. And they were like, Oh, they were like, Oh, well they didn't show all the letters only cause her hair was over her shoulder. That's not, it's not like they left one completely off or like whatever. Like I did, I just feel yeah. like it didn't add any. It didn't add anything. There's no it, this. This conflict did not have to happen. It's it's really like mm. bottom line. Like y'all y'all could say, oh, they shouldn't be offended. Well, they wouldn't. They didn't even have to be in a position to be offended if y'all had to just left it off because she literally had a pink and green dress on before that. She knew she was like, oh, I'm gonna go to you coming to the AKA thing like. You didn't have to. Then the next day, she got in the jacket with the with the shield. And you, we already knew. We've known since season one that Tiffany was AKA and that Molly was also AKA. Like so, I was just like. And then there was also the false equivalency. I haven't up to clarify. I haven't seen this episode. My plan with Insecure because someone gave me their HBO password is to watch it straight through because I don't. I can't. I'm not a TV person anyway. So like the seasons things. Yeah, it's like, not super no- long. And I remember even like, I feel like I watched an episode when we went to Mara's at one time, but I didn't even get a good gra- grasp on it um, because like we were talking. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know, it's yeah. only five seasons. Um, I'm going to, I want to just, when I have time, which I think it's hilarious because I keep saying that I never, literally Katie would never have time. But when I have time, I'm going to sit down <laughs> and I want to watch it just straight through like I did like The Crown or whatever. I want to, that's kind of like my plan with it. So I didn't see it. But there was a false equivalence thing where like the people who should be mad at the Omegas because they caught a stray when they said it smelled like booty hole in, in the thing. And I'm like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> like, that's like, and that's how I know. And I understand there's a, there's like a, there's a dislike for sororities in general by the, by the public because of what we've come to know sororities as in, in the 20th century hazing people being elitist all that stuff there and there is like black elitism in d9 but that's another conversation for another day like there is that so there's a, there's a general hatred for it there's a people who don't like the like d9 because they're in, like i remember my cousin allison she was like you gonna be an sg role like after i crossed she was like you, you an sg role like man the, they would be so annoying like they strolling in the cab i'm just trying to eat my lunch and study you know like <laughs> there's like annoyance for it i understand all of that but it's just like use your use your noggin like use your noodle okay those that's not the same thing because no one has green and purple you know line jacket on when when they were talking about that now i haven't seen the episode but the omegas would have also been trending if that was the case so i don't have an opinion on it fully because uh i haven't seen it and i want to see it i love Issa. i I love yvonne so i want to see it but i'm gonna watch it straight through I don't know if you're gonna love Yvonne after you watch it. So, 
Oh, people hate Molly, right? I be catching. She coming back. She did something terrible to Issa. I got a little bit because Yvonne had to go live and be like, I need y'all to leave me alone. (laughs) Like, and I also I got a little bit of a drift because like Issa did an interview with Jamel Hill and she's like I really wish I didn't name the character Issa so it's like I and yeah. then Crystal will be talking a little bit about it I watch I listen to Fran's podcast so I put like little bits together just based on people people want to talk about it so yeah. I know I knew people she just stank she just stank like she just stank for this one season but she she said she she really trying to come back this season so you know what and I, it was so it sucked because right after i came off of my okay separating the character from the person that plays it sometimes that's hard usually it's fine but sometimes it's hard just like I didn't you were saying in the opera you. i was not trying to the dude i was not trying to sub you dude. early when i said that because i said that earlier what? i did not know you were like that i was not trying to sub you no, no, I'm not talking. I'm just calling back so that people listening will know that that's something that happened in the opera with the guy that played the cousin who oh. sexually assaulted him. Like when when people came out to get their applause for the curtain, like when the curtain um, went down for the whatever, when people came out to get their their applause, when the cousin came out, people was like, mm, like yeah. <laughs> because like they wanted to clap, but like people didn't. When I was there live, like they were still clapping, but there was like kind of a groan because like yeah good job but like good job at being bad so like it was like <laughs> you feel ba- you feel weird clapping for him but it's like yeah. you know you still want to clap for the guy who did it you know mm-hmm. but um I'm, I'm usually fine with separating but there are just a couple characters that I can't yeah, Molly was sort of in the middle but right when I was coming off of that Yvonne sort of she commented something that rubbed me the wrong way oh, that was like it was man. giving a little homophobic oh, so like man, really? it was like it was giving church homophobic no, like Yvonne. yes so I was like, oh, that was right when I was coming off of my I'm mad at Molly thing, and I was supposed to watch her special and everything, and then I was just like, it was just one of those things where it was on a Kevin stage thing. It was basically there's that one Christian influencer who she's literally she's a lesbian, but she's like, I don't act on it because I love God, and it's not like you know how when okay. it comes to when it yeah when it comes to being gay and Christian, there have been like some stages some people are like you can't even have to thoughts and and then there's been some they would like to call it progression it's literally just another form of oppression where they're like okay if you have the thoughts you just can't act on them and that's you showing your love for god by not acting on them and just praying that they go away and and so there's this lady she's literally married has kids or whatever and she's like yeah i i'm sexually attracted to women but i love god so i don't act on it um and that's how i said yeah and then and yvonne was like say what y'all want she was like say what y'all want but this is an interesting conversation that we have i'm like interesting you spell homophobic wrong sis <laughs> i'm gonna go back and look How, does she keep going after that because yvonne's like one of my favorite people ever like she's up there yeah oh. i don't know that she went back and, and, and doubled down or anything she i didn't up? after that i was like after not not that i saw but i i can't say i checked back so i'm gonna check back because they ain't no Ain't no way, ain't no way, homie, ain't no way. They, um, I will say they tried to comfort Yvonne. Did you see they tried to comfort her recently on Twitter? But it was unjustified. Cause some girl, they were, there was a thread about like, oh, name a celebrity that you met that it was like, like disappointing or something. And some girl said she met Yvonne Orgy at a thing and she asked for a picture and Yvonne told her no. And then when it was like at a conference thing. And so then when Yvonne was speaking, 
she was speaking about how you shouldn't take no for an answer and then she like the girl said that she like pointed at her and was like yeah uh, i told her no and you should have kept going and x y and z like it like but then the girl found a video and that's literally not what happened so i was like nah y'all jumped oh, on her for okay. nothing it's okay, okay. it was exact it was an exaggeration the way she actually said it was literally not even that bad like she like she was just like, oh, I know I told you no for a picture earlier. Sorry, girl. Like, that's literally all that happened. So I was like, nah. <laughs> also, yeah, I'm like, Yvonne is also a comedian. Like, I feel like, and also, she's also a person. Like, you can't, Crystal talks about this a lot. She's like, some, I guess, like, early in the read, someone had came up to her in the airport and asked for a picture. And she's like, girl, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. My hair ain't done. All this other stuff. And the girl took one anyway. And it's <gasps> like also what people are weird also i was listening to when yvonne and lovey were doing their podcast i I haven't forgotten like y'all gotta clean that up like get back on the mics but when they were when they were doing their podcast yvonne told me because i'm not yvonne lovey was saying because you know lovey's very short she looks she seems shorter than me can't lie and really yeah she's very tiny someone at a meet and greet like she was trying to get her attention picked lovey up and turned her around could you have what what right as someone she did not know yeah girl why would you pick someone up and that person came up to me and was like Delaney and hugged me and I never met this person in my life and I was like you don't know Delaney (laughs) at all (laughs) (laughs) we understand like you you like it's like when you consume certain people's content, it's like almost like they're your friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I yeah. mean, like me and Crystal and Kid Fury be having a good time, okay? Dustin, me, Dustin, friend, Asante, we be laughing and kiki. I be tweeting Dustin. I mean, he be retweeting my stuff, though. So I be like, that's my friend for real. Like, we friends. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you shouldn't have retweeted it. And now, so now <laughs> Dustin, me and Dustin are friends. You know what I'm saying? I love him. But it's like, you have to, that's like, you have to, like, have the, emotional intelligence to know like everybody has this relationship with them and like you don't know them you know them for an hour and a half two hours for the read you know them there and even and it's also it's like even it kind of some of the stories you hear it's like you give that you don't know them i could see like the yvonne thing where it's like oh that girl because yvonne's like bubbly and da-da-da. so when you see them in person it's kind of like are you flat what you, you know what I'm saying but it's like Crystal literally gives every vibe I would, if I saw Kefiri in person I would literally never approach I'd be like oh look ever ever I wouldn't approach any celebrity to be to be honest though that's true I don't think I would either now that I think about it because Duda Mel walked right past me and I was like mm. I was like and I had a mask on so Katie what's <laughs> what's a giving <laughs> <laughs> and he would have stopped he'd be taking pictures with people and you know, you know, I'm getting on this mic every week talking about the mill. I was just like, he's trying to go to a rehearsal. Like, I always think about that. Like, you're trying yeah. to go to a rehearsal. You're trying to like, it's you probably got something after this. You got a concert tonight. Like, am I trying to like? I like it was just cool to see you. Like, hey. Mm-hmm. So for him, it's like cool to see you. For Kid Fury, I just have no desire. Like, I don't ever want to talk to you because <laughs> you just don't seem you. You don't seem like you want to be bothered with anything but Link, and that's questionable. Like his is his dog, and that's <laughs> so. <laughs> Real quick, I wanted to ask you. So there was an interview question. So Audra, we keep saying interview questions. Audra O'Donnell, uh, Audra McDonald, McDonald, McDonald. <laughs> Audra McDonald was doing interviews during the intermission and like before the show and stuff like that. 
and he interviewed the composer. Remember the name? Um, oh, Terrence Blanchard. Yeah, interviewed the composer and asked a question to the effect of like, "How do you feel that this is the first like all black opera to appear at the Met?" And his his um his his answer was like very like poised. I thought it was like it's cool basically it's like this is neat but also what the heck you know and i wanted to know like what your Mm -hmm. what your thoughts are on that oh about yeah i mean similar to him like they like they put that multiple times in the program book i'm glad that's why i'm glad i went because i got their season program book and i also got the playbill for the opera and in the playbill they have like some interviews with them it's similar a lot of the questions were similar to what they asked in the interview so you still got you know um got the right got the same answers pretty much um and in the playbill they had a bunch of times like in the 139 year history and i'm just like this is just like very embarrassing like no black composer at all and like i know that when they interviewed one of the they interviewed the um the singer latonya moore that played the mother um and she was like yeah i know like some people are like you know like upset but i think it's beautiful and it's just like it was it was very nice to see but it was bittersweet like i considered not going i'm like i'm glad that i that i went because but and this is where people really get on my nerves because if you say you're not going like and my mom was kind of in the same thing she's like well you know you still you know you still should go to support and i'm like but they will try to use you not going as an excuse to be like oh well see they don't do well and it's like no you can't say that like oh y'all didn't come support it it's like because that was not an issue for the other 138 years so it's like they're gonna they're gonna try to flip it back on you if you don't if you don't go i'm still glad that i went because i'm glad to have you know to have seen it Mm -hmm. um particularly with that cast and like i said i'll probably i will probably go see it again in chicago um but they i know that chicago's doing like a live stream thing like for anybody that holds tickets because the pandemic i might do that because honestly seeing it live and seeing it in theaters if i had to pick one i would have seen it in i if i had to pick only one it would be in theaters for sure like because you know I, i love an experience but i can't lie like when they were zooming up and stuff like that, you know, my sight, my I'm I'm ignoring them. I fit my eyesight is failing. I am ignoring it, but like, cause I like when they were zooming up and you were like on stage with them. Yeah, like, yes, it's cool to that be was in crazy. The yeah, like I because I. I oh, oh no, go ahead. I was just gonna say no, that I, gonna I say um that, like, um. <laughs> I th- listen, y'all. I think it's lagging, so we like. And, and I was gonna say it. Yeah, but I was gonna say been, it. <laughs> it's been tumultuous. So, listen. You know, but we I, move. I want you to say what you want to say. Whenever you hear what I just said, I want you to answer when you hear what I just said. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so um, what I was gonna say. Okay. I was just gonna say. Okay, Katie. <laughs> you're annoyed (laughs) um what i was just gonna say was that yeah i had pretty good seats but just to see the up close everything like i thought it was just gonna be like you know when you live stream performance they got a camera in the back and it's just like whatever 
I had no idea it was going to be so produced. And, like, it was crazy. The the facial expressions, to me, just brought it totally next level. Like, mm-hmm. totally. With Especially on my, yeah. There were some things that were just, like, very heartbreaking already in the first one. But then to see that they was, like, mm-hmm. they was face acting. It was just crazy. I don't know. Because part of me is, like, it's in Chicago. Like, I really could make a little trip. Okay. I could make a little trip out of it. But also... And I don't want to. Yeah, I've never been to Chicago. Like, for real? I mean, like, I mean, you already—you just said you want to see the theaters, but and also like, I, you know, to sit on the main floor. I'm even looking at right now, three hundred and nineteen dollars. Like, baby girl, one ninety nine to three nineteen on the main floor. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do all that to. I mean, I understand that you should support. I'm literally classical musician. I understand that you should support in-person performances but not only does the the lyric opera does not not need my little money i just don't when i can see the theater it's just kind of like i get my little popcorn especially that the theater i went to i was surprised I'm like okay memphis was not expecting that they had because you know some theaters use real butter some theaters use um oil and shout out to the malco right there on popular they used um oil which i was very surprised because i'm in memphis i was very surprised um so I was like, I had my feet kicked up, and I had my popcorn, my little slushy. I was like, and I some, I was like, I miss going to the movies, and I that's how I'm gonna go see that Will Smith movie, um, in a couple of weeks because I was like, I forgot that I miss going to the movies. Like, okay, panoramic. I mean, the dude next to me ain't had no mask on. And I was like, oof, now my lungs rattling a little bit, but um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to get into this, um, this trend because I remember so. I've been watching Southern Heritage Classic on YouTube for years. And I'm finally in the city where the Southern Heritage Classic happens. It happens literally three minutes down the road from my house. And I was like, period, I'm going to go see the Sonic Boom in person. I get to see the J-Sets in person, go watch the little football game. I'm trying to get into football. Not actively. I just had the thought that maybe I should get into football. It hasn't been anything beyond that. And I was like, okay, that might be kind of cute. And then the closer the date got, I was like, but then I got to park. And then, like, what if I sit on the wrong side of the band? And I won't be able to see the band. And I'm only coming for the band. And I was like, so I was like, or I could wait for the clips to drop the next day. And that's what I did, you know, because it's like it was up close. I saw everything. So I don't know. Upper balcony is $60. Main floor is $189. And I know the girls done bought up everything. Let's see. Look, he might wait for it to come to uh, L.A. You ever been to the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion? I have not. Girl, the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion is is freaking gorgeous. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Like, I don't even remember it being like that when I went. Like when I was like, because we know we go. You go to a little like a little field trip to the music center. You go to all the places. I don't remember it being like that. I would pay just to sit in there in the lobby. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, first of all, this is Thursday night. Uh, first row all the way at the end, $209. Nothing left right in front of the stage. And I don't even know if it's good to be right in front of the stage, to be honest. Right. Now your neck at a 90-degree angle. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and that's how people know that actually, because further back is two sixty nine for a Thursday night, beloved. And and just my luck, this act this ends up falling on Masterworks. I mean, I would miss it, but 
don't know, beloved. I don't know. I'ma see. Because But I would I would pay to see the main character and the mother and that little boy do it again. Come on, Tor, hold on. So you homeschooled? Like you're not in school? Probably. Probably homeschooled. They got a, you know, they special thing for, you know, super talented kids and stuff. They got their own special like situation. Yeah, they have that. The rest kind of us of gotta go to regular like, regular school. Dance, follow it, follow. Right. I be hearing some dancers that be like, this dancer I follow, she be on tour with all type of people. She's like, yes, yeah, so I go to school on Mondays and then um Mondays and Tuesdays I can get regular school and then the rest of the day is homeschool. I'm like, that sounds cumbersome. Like, why don't you just go to do homeschool the whole time? But then she, now she come out twitching and kind of stuff like i mean i don't know how much how much interaction if she's a <laughs> if she's i don't know what, what type of dancer she is but like sometimes if they you don't want them to be in an environment where they're around adults all the time you know what i mean yeah. so. i mean she be like the last tour she did was uh she was she did um what's that thing <sighs> thing in chicago with all the people so the at least a, yep. at least the dancer she's around have to be older than her yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyway, this is riveting. <laughs> I'm begging to move on, actually, because like yeah. we're not even moving. So I'm just guessing. So I would love to wrap this up. <laughs> yep. If this sounds like a jigsaw puzzle, y'all, I want to tell you. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room. For everyone at the top speaking of the sonic boom of the south this week's black excellence is dr roderick little dr little is an accomplished conductor clinician adjudicator composer arranger drill writer and instrumentalist he currently serves as a director of bands and the assistant professor of music at the jackson state university he also received his bachelor's master's and doctorate from jackson state university uh, master's in music education doctorate in urban and higher okay urban higher education administration um he's a native of jackson mississippi he grew up in a musical family and while he was at uh, jsu he performed in several ensembles including sonic boom of the south uh, where he played percussion as a snare drummer and he was a drum major with the Jackson Five and also served as a student arranger for the Sonic Boom and student conductor of the symphonic band. Um, he studied percussion with Dr. Owen Rockwell, who was his predecessor, so that's cool. Um, and after completing his undergraduate studies, he returned to teach high school for a bit at his alma, alma mater, Lanier High School. In 2012, he began as assistant director assistant band director and instructor at Jackson State University and then he was pro- promoted to the associate director of bands in 2013 and later director in 2015. Um, as a director he started several outreach programs uh, one being the summer high school band camp and a day with the boom both of which act as major recruitment agents for the department of music and band pro- program which averages about 400 to 600 students annually. So shout out to you Dr. Little, I quite enjoy the boom. I think it's the best band in the swag. And yeah, got a piece of the week. 
Period. Um, my piece of the week is called Something to Tell You. It's by our friend Caitlin Edwards. Period. Okay. It's on her uh <laughs> it's on her album exhale so y'all should stream that buy that download that etc um yeah i've been listening to it because that's my girl and that's my song so Purr. well thanks for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast we also have a website classically black podcast.com if you have a piece of the week suggestion, black excellence suggestion, or piece of the week suggestion, that's what it is. Animation. Classic Black Podcast at gmail.com or at Classic Black Podcast. If you're black, join ISBN. We have a conference allegedly coming up. I'm sorry. We have a conference coming up in two weeks on the 20th. Don't miss it, girl. It's going to be a good time. And yeah. So on phone them grave, period, gang, gang. We're going to see you next week. Goodbye.